and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing? Pretty good. I how, how many people do you think since the last one looked up to figure out what ASMR was? <laughs> Funny you should mention that. I've got a little surprise for oh, you. Oh god, here we go. I know how you like female ASMR. So I I found one for you that I that I really think you're gonna enjoy. So listen up and just imagine going to bed at night, leaning to head down on the pillow and just trying to relax. Kudiosa. What the hell is that? Japanese. She's sitting there eating noodles. That's disgusting. That's, noodles. That's an octopus. Oh my god, turn that off. That is gross. No, seriously, turn that off. I can't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Brewster just took his headphones off. I can't, oh, that's gross. So this is these are live, by the way. I don't care. That's disgusting. Wait, uh, listeners want to hear a little bit more of this. Evidence. I don't think they do. I'm not going to hear it. Oh, my God. She's got, like, it's like inking in her mouth. She's got, like, black ink dripping out of her mouth now. I didn't I didn't actually watch this far into it. <laughs> Turn it off. Holy cow. Okay, uh. done. So there's a whole thing. It's called mukbang. M-U-K-B-A-N-G. Mukbang ASMR. And what it is is uh, it's people eating, women mostly, eating disgusting uh, foods or like live uh, seafood. Well, so, I just I just want to explain from the last time when we started talking about this that it's not some weird fetish thing. Because I listened sure. back to our last episode what? and I was like, that sounds Why weird. are you winking at me? <laughs> Touche, good sir. <laughs> but it's just uh, – Anyway, look it up. It's like audio <laughs> sensory meridian response. It's basically these sounds that make people drowsy, and everybody's got different ones. Uh, just but, don't just don't type in female ASMR. Yeah, it can get weird if you. And I will tell you, ASMR can go down a weird road if you're not careful. So there's um there's this one I was watching, this mukbang stuff, where they actually like take an octopus. Bite into like the little head, and then the, the legs clamp onto their suction onto their face, and they have to like pry the suctions off their face. Uh, and people, and it's like it's it's like cruel. I mean, see, I don't get into the video part of it. Yeah, people, I just like listening to the. Sounds. I can't imagine why YouTube allows something like this up when they ban all this other stuff. Well, because those octopus aren't Democrats. I guess. So. Okay, so we we ran long last time. Uh, normally we try and keep this to about an hour, but we just had so much stuff. And uh, I'm just warning you right now, we're going to run long again. Yeah. Because our list of show notes here is really long. But first, so we'll just start plowing through these. I said before, and this wasn't some sort of prediction because you could see that where this was going, but that the left was going to toss Bill Maher out. And he was doing his show remotely, and he got to his new rules, and he was talking about how we're going to call things what they are. And he mentioned the Wuhan virus, and he said, let's stop bowing to China on all this stuff. He goes, they're the ones who are causing all these problems and messing shit up all the time. And he goes, if they were selling um, nuclear uh, suitcase nukes at these wet markets, he goes, we'd shut them down then, wouldn't we? He goes, and these are probably close to the same thing. 
So he has this list, and we've mentioned this before, but the Zika virus is named after the Zika forest. The Ebola is the Ebola River. Hanta virus is the Hunt, uh, the Hantan River. There's the West Nile virus, the Guinea worm, uh, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, the Spanish flu, MERS, which is Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. Syndrome. Lyme's disease come from, comes from a town in Connecticut called Old Lyme, uh, Connecticut, and nobody's complaining about these things. And someone said um, on Twitter, well, why don't we call it the Milan virus then? Because it was in Italy. And uh, he goes, well, we would, except that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come from there. And he goes, and if it did, we'd call it the Milan virus. And nobody would say a thing. Right. He goes, so we've got to stop all this virtue signaling. He's just going after but the rooster, rooster, We've got to really, cut it out. The reason is because Chinese people are being attacked, viciously attacked and assaulted. Because we're calling it the Wuhan flu. That's just what you do at work, okay? That's completely <laughs> anecdotal. Wuhan, bitch! <laughs> so, all right. So that was just, I, I think it's funny that everybody's now like, Bill Maher has to have a show canceled. Yeah. Because he said things we don't like. They're trying to Chris Matthews him. And Bill Maher, as much as I disagree with him on a lot of things, Bill Maher is not going to go out like Chris Matthews did. So... Yeah, but the I mean, they I mean if they really get a, do a concerted effort to get him off the sh- off the air, they they can do it. I mean, the the entertainment companies and just like the big tech companies are run by far left lefties, and and they'll just they just look for an excuse to to, to silence somebody that they don't that doesn't agree with or that doesn't toe the line of the progressives. So well, and I understand that, but he works for HBO which is a subscription-based service. So you would need people to just start canceling HBO subscriptions left and right. Well, not, not really. Because they don't have advertisers. A lot of these um, these companies will cave to a very small um, vocal crowd. So if, uh, you get yeah, enough, they might. if you get enough people to, to do a, a concerted, you know, um, harassment campaign to the to the C, not CEO or whoever you know the, yeah. you're supposed to write to about uh, about programming and you get them for a few days going hey we're outraged we're outraged and just a bunch of different people which they do these concerted campaigns um, these guys back down these big company and they'll, they'll they'll cave in yeah but HBO might not maybe not I'm not assigning them any more steel in their spine than you know they may or may not have I just think that um, them having the business model they have they don't need people they're, they don't need advertisers. So if, you know, unlike if Fox or somebody says, if Hannity says something on his show and they go after, you know, whatever advertiser and say, we're not going to buy your product anymore, HBO doesn't have that. Yeah. They have a subscription-based service. And so somebody can be like, I realize Game of Thrones isn't on HBO anymore, but if they say, hey, you like your Game of Thrones, don't you? You know? Yeah, it's annoying watching even these uh, YouTube commentators, um, you know, because they're, they're reliant on making money off of advertisers too. Yeah. Um, if they do this as a job, which a lot of them has have transitioned to um, over the years, to because they realize they're making good money on ad revenue, and then YouTube would silence or censor or shadow ban, they'd lose all their revenue, and then they'd realize like whatever they're putting in the titles of their videos, um, if it's a certain keyword like coronavirus right now, you, if you put coronavirus, what is that in your in your title, you'll get demonetized immediately, or you, you get your revenue, you know basically blocked uh and then they found out that even if on this on the show or on the uh, video itself if you say any of these words they've got algorithms that you know just so some of these some of these guys that want to talk about these uh 
subjects that YouTube basically demonetized, but they want to keep their money, they basically have to use uh, um, uh, analogies or different words for like, you know, if, if it's if the word is like kill or murder that you're not supposed to say, they'll, they'll be like end, end the person, you know, and and stuff like that. Well, so, isn't Tim Pool because you can't say suicide? So right. Tim Pool is saying, you know, self-harm to a lethal degree. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's absurd, really, I know. Uh, that they have to do this. And it's not even words like that, that it's just anything that, that would contradict the mainstream narrative is is stuff that they have to be careful not to say. So even if, if you question any of the coronavirus stuff, any of it, if you have any concerns or questions, we don't have to be conspiracy theory kind of stuff. Just you're questioning just numbers. Go, where do these numbers come from? If you're just asking that question, you're considered a conspiracy theorist and they want to shut you down. They want to shut you up. You can't go against the mainstream narrative. At the very minimum, they'll demonetize that video. Yeah. So... Um, so speaking of the coronavirus, uh, this is going to lead to a bunch of our topics again, but, uh, Raven, one of our listeners sent this in about the most well-researched guy I've ever met. Um, uh, this is from town hall. So consider the source and it's only one, but, uh, professor, I'm going to probably butcher his name, professor, professor Itzhak Ben Israel of Tel Aviv University, who also serves on the Research and Development Advisory Board for Teva Pharmaceuticals, uh, plotted the rates of the new coronavirus infections in the U.S., U.K., Sweden, Italy, Israel, Switzerland, France, Germany, and Spain. The numbers told a shockingly, uh, a shocking story. Irrespective of whether the country quarantined like Israel or went about their business as usual like Sweden, coronavirus peaked and subsided in the exact same way. The exact same way. His graphs show that all countries experience seemingly identical coronavirus infection patterns with the number of infected peaking in the sixth week and rapidly subsiding by the eighth. The Wuhan virus Racist. follows its own pattern, he told uh, Mako, an Israel news agency, uh, and a fine Japanese actor from the 90s. Uh, it's, it is a fixed pattern that is not dependent on freedom or quarantine. This is a quote. There is a decline in the number of infections, even in countries without closures, and it is similar to the countries with closures, he wrote in his paper. Uh, uh, is the coronavirus expansion exponential? The answer by the numbers is simple. No. Expansion begins exponentially but fades quickly after about eight weeks, the professor said. The reason why corona follows a fixed pattern is yet unknown. I have no explanation, he told Mako. Uh, uh, there, there are there are is kinds of speculation in this print. I think maybe it's climate related. Maybe it's the virus has its own life cycle. But what about Italy and their staggering 12% mortality rate? The health system in this is his quote again. The health system in Italy has its own problems. It has nothing to do with coronavirus. In 2017, it also collapsed because of the flu. Um, indeed. This is not quoting anywhere. Indeed, Italy's exceptionally high coronavirus mortality rate is eerily reminiscent of their unusually high flu mortality rates. Uh, supportive of this theory, Germany has low flu infection and low mortality rates similar to uh, similarly low co coronavirus rates. The professor concludes in his analysis summary paper that the data from the past 50 days indicates that the closure policies of quarantine countries can be replaced by more moderate social distancing policies. The numbers simply do not support quarantine or economic closure. There's no credibility to anything you just said because uh, there was comparison between uh, coronavirus and the flu, and we know that you can't do that. See, I think you, 
I think you're saying there isn't because he's obviously Jewish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's that's what they're saying. I mean, if you say anything comparing coronavirus to anything to do with the flu, it's like, oh, people roll their eyes. Well, here we go. Except that every one of those lefty talking heads was saying, including Fauci, was saying, we don't have to worry about this. Yeah. This isn't a big deal. And I loved when Trump got up at his uh, – uh, daily press conference at the end of last week when they said when the New York Times article came out that said he didn't react fast enough. He had his timeline yeah. and he just slammed that son of a bitch home. He goes, "There's been some stuff in the news." That's where he you know, played the uh, the yeah, video. And he he just goes, "Okay, here on January whatever, you know, such and so expert said this, and then on March 6th they said, hey, you better run and hide.' You know, I mean, even, yeah, even Fauci was saying that, you know, hey, nothing at this point indicates that you need to do anything other than go about your daily business. Exactly. So I mean, what, and, what do you expect? And then they'll say people like Jim Acosta go, well, why did he sit there and do that? This isn't about him. This is it's about him because you keep going after him. Yeah. The New York Times." had an article that it was an opinion article, but it was it was blatantly false. It was, sorry to steal Trump's point of view, fake news. And yeah. everybody was saying that. That's just stupid. So anyway, I thought this was a really interesting article. So if anybody wants, I can link it on the Facebook page. But uh, yeah, I thought it was crazy. So this leads me into the, the um, sort of dystopian future. I wanted to point out some of these governors and uh, the Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer. Did you see what her uh, draconian measures were in Michigan? And like the it wasn't just social distancing. She right. Was, not all of them. But you were you were bringing this up. She was going earlier. to tell stores what they could sell. So if you were Target now, Target at one point kicked around the idea, of maybe doing this. But this is the government saying, no, this is what you'll do. She said, You're, we're going to uh, cordon off um, non-essential items in the stores. See, she can't be the only one because I've I, two weeks but ago she's not the only this. one. She's not the only one, except that they are all Democrats yeah. doing this. All of them. Yeah, like people two weeks ago were trying to buy seeds, and they were they were saying, nope, not essential. You can't buy this. They were telling the stores to, to lock up the seeds. Don't sell them. Well, here uh, in Minnesota, they – well, yeah, Arts and craft supplies. You can't sell it. Yeah, but you can sell uh, mask and PPE-related stuff. So Hobby Lobby can sell you stuff, fabric, and things like that. They can't sell you anything else in their store. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Right. So she did that. But the big one she did was she said, I mean, they did the normal, you can't you know, be out in the public parks and you can't do all this stuff. She said, if you own two homes, and a lot of Michiganders do. Michiganders? Sure. Uh, was it? Uh, Michiganese? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Sparrowhawk got after me one time for how I said that. <laughs> anyway, they a lot of them have um, two homes because they have a place up in the UP, you know, a, a cabin or something. And she goes, yeah, you can't travel between them. So you can't travel between properties you have. And it took about 24 hours for Bill Barr to go, hold my beer. Yeah, I'm all tensed up because I'm so irritated by this. I know. It's just... Well, this overreach that they do, and hang on, I just want to finish these. Yeah. Look into what uh, Tucker Carlson calls him Governor Klan Robes Blackface, <laughs> Ralph Northam <laughs> from Virginia. He made in one bill repealed all sorts of uh, legal protections that uh, Virginians have. I mean, I think there was uh, gun stores had to close. and But then uh, they'll start letting criminals out of prison. 
right you know we to save to save them from uh, from the the coronavirus uh, yeah you don't need ID to vote but you may have to have an scourge. Immu- you may have to have an immunity card to prove you can be out in public <laughs> yeah. yeah that's not gonna fly either I I don't know how Your papers any, please <laughs> I don't know how anybody can think those two things are. Oh, here's a checkpoint. Another checkpoint. Every three. It seems like every three blocks, I got a checkpoint. Papers, please. You should just say, um, "Sorry, you're disenfranchising me." <laughs> well, who is it that said the paper? You should just pull out a pocket constitution. There's my papers, bitch. Well, Get out I, my way. I posted it, um, and this goes into another topic I'll bring up later uh, from a friend friend of the show. But I uh, I posted a uh, thing on the Facebook page that said, "Here's your signed permission slip to go about your business," and it's a copy of the Constitution. Now, wasn't there a thing on the uh, Parks and Recreation where Ron Swanson was like grilling on the park, like grilling game, wild game, and Ron Swanson police came up to him and said something like, "Hey, you have to have a permit to that." And he goes, "No, oh, just so happens that I have." And pulls out his wallet, has, hands him a folded piece of paper, and the <laughs> cop opens it and says something like, First Amendment." <laughs> 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 um. So, uh, there, and I don't know if this was um, the governor of uh, North Carolina, because I don't know if the governor is, if the governor had any restrictions put in place or if this was a mayor. But there's a town in North Carolina where people are protesting. The cops actually came up and said, you got to leave. And they said, we're protesting. The cops said, protesting is a non-essential activity. Well, this is Louisville. No, no, no. It happened in North really? Carolina. Oh, yeah. Okay. Louisville was where the mayor oh, that said. Oh, the, the church service one. Yeah, okay. said the, uh, on Easter, there was a church in Louisville. I got an article here for that one. I'd like to get into a little bit. Yeah. Um, let me finish up with yeah. Governor Walls. So Governor Walls uh, here in Minnesota, who I will say, you know, three weeks ago, I've never agreed with him politically. He's way too far left for me. Um, and Walls had the... Uh, I thought he was doing a good job, despite the fact that I disagree with him in running the state, because when they were saying, hey, do we need to start shutting stuff down? He goes, I don't want to go there yet. He goes, there's a big economic impact doing that, which I said, okay, good. Just surprising to hear, yeah. I know, from him. Uh, He's changed his tune a lot in the last three weeks, because as we mentioned before, he created a hotline to tell on your neighbors. But that's okay, because it was for their own good. You were protecting them from themselves, he Mm -hmm. said, which is bullshit. So, um... Anyway, this goes back to the Washington State University model that's been used for most of the country, the one that predicted 2.5 million deaths and then was down to 250. Nobody really talked about that. But trust the science, by the way. Yeah. But that model, at least, um, has been downgraded to 100,000 people, and then it was 80,000, and it came out um, to 60,000. And the guy who did the model, whose name I don't have here right now, I saw an interview with over the weekend, and he said... Either we had just hit the peak or we were going to hit the peak over Easter weekend. That from here on out, it was going down. That is the model that's being used most of the country in most states. Again, saying 60,000 people will die. Um, Which is, I mean, it's a bad year of flu. That's really what it equals. I don't mean to be callous to 60,000 people dying. But there's an acceptable level of this stuff that we... We buy. Especially if you're giving up your fucking rights and your liberty. Right. So we understand that driving cars, there's going to be fifty to 60,000 people a year that die. We understand owning guns that there's going to be 30,000 people who get killed in a year. And that number's dropping, by the way. Just had to sneak that in. Um, but we get that. That's that's the downside of liberty. Yeah, and owning pool. There's going to be a certain number of deaths involved yeah, in drowning. Yeah, somebody's kid's going to drown in their own pool. We, we get that. That doesn't mean we ban pools for everybody. So uh, 
Walls has been using his own model. Now, he says he's got people from the Mayo Clinic, some really smart people. It's funny when the president says, i got some really smart people on that. They just go, oh, you're a dumb dummy. Um, so Walls' uh, um, model says that we will peak in mid-June and we will have up to 22,000 people die, which is down from their initial 74,000 prediction. When the country was at 250, Walls was saying 75,000. Now it's down to uh, 22,000 when they're predicting for the country we'll have, um, we'll have 60,000. Now you can say, oh, the models are off and blah, blah, blah. Well, California, at the time Walls mentioned this, the 22,000, California, few more people than the state of Minnesota, had 21,700 cases with 605 deaths. We had, at the time in Minnesota, we're up to 79. But we had just had our worst day in Minnesota of 11 people die that took the number to 50. Right. We have almost 3,000 ICU beds in the state. We've never had more than 150 full. And those were not all COVID-19 people. Right, but the fact that we had all those is why why we didn't have any show up because we were, we were prepared for it. See how that works? See, he hasn't made he hasn't made that argument. Well, you know what he's what the argument a lot of people are gonna make is apples to oranges. California's not Minnesota. Minnesota is colder now, for one. We just had another fucking snowstorm. I know, but this is just stupid. <laughs> well, that's the kind of thing you're hearing. You from can't people. even devil's advocate. <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm just, you just you can't. So I've heard that though. I know, but it's stupid. I know, I know. It's the epitome of dumb. The virus does well in cold weather, Rooster. Okay. So you have to be prepared for then it higher should, death it rates should in just Minnesota. Be, it should be murdering people here left and right, and we've lost 79 people. By the way, you know what the average age of those 79 people is? 88. 87. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to see my grandparents. Um, no. My grandparents are gone. I wouldn't want to lose my parents at 87. I'd love them to live to be 150. But when you hit 87, it's not like people go, God, so young. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'll do what I can to make sure my elderly parents are, um, you know, not put at risk. But that's for flu, too. That's been for years now. You don't want them getting the flu. Even if they even if everybody in the family gets shots, you're still going to be careful not to expose them to other people who are sick. Well, they go, but but with COVID, there's a lot of, you know, you're finding out more and more that it's asymptomatic. See, the only thing I have with the problem there is when you say your elderly parents, because, you know, everybody knows you're uh, spawned from bad feelings and vitriol. You know, you just in a hate lab. Yeah, you just came into existence. Just poof, there he was. Uh, it's like the Big Bang of evil. You know, <laughs> um, so it's it's completely stupid that he's doing this. And now he's gone from hey, we just want to be careful. To he goes, I'm not opening the state until we get testing done. He goes, I want five thousand people a day tested, and until we get until we get assurances, we we can get that done. We're not opening anything again. Um, so wait a minute. So and we haven't tested. So he's saying. What's the correlation with testing? What is that going to do? Well, it would give us an idea of how many people are infected. So so if ninety percent of the people are infected, you're open up the state then. Yeah, I guess. Because at that point. But his point is, he wants to do five thousand tests a day of people. First of all, you can't compel people to test. No. You can't do it. And you won't. A lot of people won't. Right. Secondly, he wants to. That's in a week. Thirty-five thousand tests. We haven't tested thirty-five thousand people in the entire state of Minnesota in the last three months. Once you compel me to test, I'll tell you to fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, it'd be, it'd be like, it's like you a, tell people that when they say, "Have a nice day." It's like DNA testing. 
when you know it's, it's like yeah I'll, I'd, I'd be interested to find out my heritage i did this and then you find out that the government's tracking and that they might actually you know force you to do some sort of uh, if you if you get in the system for crime there you know you might actually have to give over dna and at that point you're like no no more dna testing as a matter of fact, get rid of all my records. No more. <laughs> well, you're a little conspiratorial there. The government's not taking those records, but they did say, like those uh, 23andMe companies, mm-hmm. they were like, nope, we get rid of it. And then they found out, no, they don't. No. They it's were too hanging lucrative. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. So anyway, I just think you got to listen to what these people say. And Walls is doing this. This is for your own good. I mean, look, every dystopian society pretty much that's ever existed has come from the left. I know the caricature uh, is the, you know, iron fisted military ruler, you know, some banana Republic somewhere. It's never that. Um, so meant your Louisville church we brought up. Yeah. I've got you have an, an article. article yeah. It's, this is from uh, something called carrier journal. It's part of the USA today network. Matthew Glowicki. So, uh, Louisville Metro police officers will be writing down the license plate numbers of those who attend church, church services over Easter weekend. So this was last week. Mayor Greg Fisher said Friday. Fisher also asked Louisvillians to forego in-person gatherings, including drive-in services, to lessen the spread of the coronavirus. Because we all, now this is me, this is Crow, because we all know the coronavirus is something that um, goes into the tailpipes of the car goes through your whole um, exhaust system and gets into your vents and then infects you. That's you know what that? I heard. Yeah. He said, the, he said the license information would be given to the city's health department. Quote, if we allowed this in Louisville, we'd have hundreds of thousands of people driving around the city Sunday. And boy, the virus would just love that. End quote. And they um, say Trump can't talk about the virus because he's not a scientist. Dr. Sarah Moyer, the city's public health director, said knowing who was at the gathering, such as in-person church services, can help the department notify those who might have been exposed if an attendee later falls ill. That's bullshit. The, papers, please? Yeah. Uh, she I goes, wish to see your papers. This is a quote. If we have a case, we have a list of names of who needs to be quarantined and isolated, she says. And I'll just make our investigations go quicker as well. That's all. So uh, Should I be very Alex Jonesy? We need to, we need the list to find out who's going to get sent to the re-education camp. Yeah, pretty much. Asked if citizens should fear being cited or charged if they attend a religious service. The mayor said officers will be handing out information to attendees. Quote, what we want to do is inform people if they're out, Fisher said. If they're out, they clearly don't understand the danger of congregating or being out. Um, Governor Andy Bashir announced a similar new policy on Friday evening, saying that state police will also note the license plate numbers of those who attend any in-person mass gathering, church services included. The license information will be given to local health department staff who will come to attendees' homes with an order for them to quarantine for 14 days. Quote, understand that this is the only way we can ensure your decision doesn't kill somebody else, Bashir said. God. Can you believe this fucking bullshit? This this infuri- I'm so fucking infuriated from this shit. Well, here's my question, and I say this to people about the flu vaccine all the time. And I may have brought this up before, but I'm going to do it again. So if you're I, – I don't generally get the flu shot. I, I don't, don't either. I don't need the flu shot, okay? I'm re- in reasonably good health. Um, I don't have any underlying issues. The likelihood that the flu is going to kill me is, you know – I'm not making a special trip to the doctor just to get the flu shot. I'm not going to the CVS Minute Clinic to get it there either. Now, my, I have family members who have underlying issues, and they get one. I fully support that. Look, you get whatever shot you want, 
Okay. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I don't think the government's putting tracer shit in it. I, none of that. I just, I don't need one, you know, when I get older, maybe, but right now I don't. And so people I know who are, you have to get a flu shot. You have to get a flu shot. I always ask them, why do you care if I don't get one? And they go, well, you know, it's this herd immunity thing. And I'm like, right, but you got your flu shot, right? Like, well, yeah. I'm like, well, then you're covered. What about the poor and disenfranchised black people that uh, can't afford it and are too stupid to go get it? Guess what? Oops, did I say that? They can walk right into CVS and get one. That's the liberal mindset, by the way. Yeah. They, they won't come outright and say it that, that oh, black people, they, they, they're too unmotivated and they're too stupid that's to go what, do it for themselves. But that's, that's what they believe, the and liberal left. And that's not your point of view. That's, no, no, that's I'm, the I'm, left. I'm, I'm being the left right now that's when I say that. That's the elite left. That's <laughs> I the, make yeah, that clear. It's the elite left going, well, they're just, they're not very smart. Yeah. You, we've talked about before that video, uh, I can't remember where, uh, who did it on Facebook or on uh, YouTube where they go around and they ask white college students. Uh, oh, is, yeah, that was great. Yeah, is having a driver's license uh, disenfranchising black people? And they're like, yeah, you know, most of them can't get to the DMV and they wouldn't know what it was. I'm not kidding. They say stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for them to get it and they don't always understand and blah, blah, blah. And then they go to Harlem and they just start asking everyday black people. And they're like, do you have an idea? And they're like, well, yeah, I got to have it because I got to buy cigarettes. And, and then they say, uh, they say, yeah, do you know where the DMV is? The guy goes, it's right down on 9th Street. <laughs> He's like, right over there. Uh, do, you, do you think black people have trouble getting to it? He's like, no. <laughs> and they Why would they? Them, they ask one of them, they go, would you ever not have ID? The guy goes, you need ID for everything. He goes, you need to buy alcohol. You need it to vote. You need it. I mean, he's just going on and on about it. He goes, you got to have a credit card, you know, you, all this stuff. And they said, well, what would you say about somebody who says, you know, black people aren't that smart? And the black people were like, um, sounds a little racist. Uh, sounds I, I don't know who said it, but it sounds a little racist. <laughs> yeah. It was it was the same thing. Yeah, what about all those poor white sovereign citizens? <laughs> we'll get into that. That's a whole other issue. <laughs> They're crazy too. Yeah. But it it's just stupid. And I don't know. Yeah, that 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 article right there kind of sums it up though. I mean, I, it really does. But this that, is that, for your own good. Yeah, it's your own good. You're too dumb to understand. We have to enforce it for you. To keep you safe, we have to take away your rights. Do, do you know that's uh, the antithesis of what America is founded on? It's you're not. You don't give away your fucking liberty for perceived safety. You know what I think it comes down to? I've said this before that I think, you know, people who are conservative generally have a distrust of government and people who are liberal tend to think the government knows better. I mean, that's my oversimplification. I can make it even simpler than that. Have somebody read 1984, and if they think that this dystopian society was created by people like Donald Trump, they're Democrats, and if they're just extremely uncomfortable reading it, I mean, like, almost physically uncomfortable, then they're conservative. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have any, uh, I'm not under any illusions that uh, Republicans couldn't uh, use this kind of thing to force uh, people to comply and Absolutely. to give up rights to because they have and they are yeah that are going along with it and probably not as stringently or you know as forcefully and blatantly as the left but there are republicans that are on board with a bunch of this shit yeah and they shouldn't be so so um all boy, right i gotta relax i'm all fucking tense here it's, it's hard not <laughs> to be really angry okay i had i had a listener ask me if we're going to talk about this so i have to even for a couple minutes all right you have not watched tiger king have and you? i will not you know what? You have to watch just one episode just to be like these well, people. I have watched some um, 
what I do for these kind of shows is I'll watch commentary about the show. Yeah. So I kind of seen clips of the show. So I and then they'll talk about it. So I know what's generally going on in the show. So I I was gonna refuse to watch it, and my wife's boss goes, "Hey, have you watched that show?" And I'm like, I, I was standing there and I said, "Isn't that like the stupidest show ever?" Like, oh my god, worst show, dumbest show ever. I'm like. You watched all of it, didn't you? She said, oh, hell yeah. We watched all of it. <laughs> and so she left, and my wife and I were sitting there, and I said, you're going to want to watch it. Now, keep in mind, she had no idea what the show was before that. She goes, uh, "She goes, so I said, we're going to watch Tiger King, aren't we? And she goes, yeah, I want to see what this is. And uh, I said, I don't want to watch this whole thing. I said, that's seven hours of stupid I just can't deal with. <laughs> we watch a couple episodes, and she goes, the episodes are only like 47 minutes long. <laughs> Mm-hmm. We watched the whole thing, and if you've ever been a fan of Breaking Bad and how, like, Breaking Bad is this Hollywood version of there's no good people in it, and there's no good people in Tiger King either. It just doesn't have any of the sexy breaking all the law stuff. It's just a hot mess of stupid. And, uh, you know, everybody in that show is an ex-con or some sort of criminal or whatever. It It's interesting. But the part that was interesting to me... And you got this when we were talking about it. If you haven't watched the show, watch it just for Carol Baskin. Because uh, I watched that first episode with my wife and I'm going, she reminds me of somebody I absolutely cannot stand and I can't think of who it is. And I said, but just watching her talk makes me angry and I hate her. And uh, it had nothing to do with what she was saying, just how she was saying Her dismissive smirkiness? Yes. Reminded me of someone... (laughs) Uh, recently in politics, who had uh, who just won't go away. Yes, will not Keeps go away. Keeps popping up out of the woodwork. Makes jokes about uh, crimes that uh, aren't even good jokes. Mm-hmm. And the parallels there were really interesting. So I'm saying maybe this this real person's current husband should uh, watch out because Carol right? Baskin fed Carol her. Carol fucking Baskin. Carol fucking Baskin, that bitch. <laughs> she fed her husband to a tiger, by the way. Yeah. Well, I heard, did you hear that uh, Don Don Trump or? Yeah, Don Jr. Um, was on a radio show and said something about, uh, you know, uh, his dad's thinking about pardoning. Um, what's his name? Joe, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. Joe Fantastic. Yeah. No, Joe Fantastic's a gay stripper. Okay, Joe Exotic. <laughs> and uh, so at one of these press meetings or press uh, things that Trump has, uh, one of the reporters asked him about it. It was actually pretty funny. His response was good. Yeah, he goes, what's this? Who was it? Was it? Was it? Was it Dunn Jr.? Yeah, that's something he'd say. <laughs> he's like, I don't know. I'll look into it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll look into it. This is something about tigers, yeah, and you know, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it it is not a show I would recommend. But um, I was talking to a friend of mine. He goes, I watched it, and I thought, man, these people vote. And then I thought, no, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> these people are not voting. I mean, if you're a fan of watching Kardashians or The Real Housewives of Atlanta, stuff like that, I'm sure you'll love it because you're watching people kind of self destruct. I, I don't know. I I would never I would never watch one of those like Real Housewives you know, or Kardashian I, I've shows. I've never watched those. I've I've never watched like a full thing of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but I have seen videos that make fun of it, so you kind of know what's going on, and it's a hot fucking mess. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why people get so wrapped up into it because that's why you get and people get into soap operas and and all you know like uh, people that are into WWE WWF wrestling it's the big soap opera of the show you know it's not just the wrestling it's all the inner inner conflict and turmoil it's just like people eat that shit up I can't I, it drives me crazy I can't do it because it just I'm I'm already fucking tense <laughs> I don't want to be irritated by people on TV and my my entertainment you know so 
Well, I spent half the time we were watching it on my phone, just, you know. Yeah, I watch shows. It's like watching movies and TV shows. I don't, I, I, I gotta, when I watch it, if it's something that doesn't have, like, upbeat or hopeful ending to it, or even if it's a downbeat show, but there's something hopeful about it, like maybe a character or some sort of plotline, I can handle it. But if it's just a fucking nihilistic nightmare of, of, of this kind of shit where there's nothing good about it, I can't do it. It just, it's just, I'm it, sour to begin with. Why do I want to get more sour? But I would, I would never watch those Real Housewives or the Kardashians because those people strike me as incredibly boring, you know? And had I not been watching this with my wife, I don't think I'd have made it all the way through because yeah. I just, I would have no motivation to watch it. I've quit good shows partway through because I got bored. Yeah. But it's interesting just for the cast of characters out there. So, um, you want to do some Would You Rathers? I think we've got too much to talk All right, about we'll skip them. Yeah. Would you rather do some Would You Rathers or would you rather keep going? I'd rather keep going. Okay, well, there you go. We did them officially. Um, so, we have a friend of the show who's been on here before. Uh, we've interviewed twice, Marnie Hockenberg. So, she is doing what? Liberate Minnesota? Yeah. Um, and what Liberate Minnesota is, is they are going to. So today here, it's Wednesday. We're going to uh, air this tomorrow on Thursday. On Friday, a bunch of people, and it sounds like a lot of them, uh, possibly close to 1,000 people, are going to go to the governor's mansion uh, in Minnesota here and protest the state being closed down. So uh, if you want to find this out, go to uh, Marnie's page on Facebook. It's Marnie Hockenberg. Uh, you can go to the actual, right, yeah. right to the Liberate Minnesota page. Well, I was, that's where I was going to get to. Okay. This has nothing to do with being a political rally. It's not meant to, um, it's not meant to uh, you know, push President Trump or any other agenda other than get the damn state open before we all go broke. Yeah, they don't want, I'm sure they don't want you showing up there with uh, Trump 2020 signs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's exactly. Now, some people who are there are going to do that. Um, but, Regardless, but that's not kind of the point. But that's not what they're pushing. So uh, if you want to, um, go ahead and do it. They've also said if you can, it's from noon to 3 on Friday, the 17th. Uh, or they've said if you could call the governor's uh, office during those hours, that would be great too. So Part of what they say in there about um, this event, President Trump has been very clear that we must get America back to work very quickly or the cure to this terrible disease may be, worse, may be the worst option. What is certain, however, is that if we continue to shutter our businesses and cease production in Minnesota, that our economy will be dealt a death blow. And now that's I'm getting a little hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. Thank you. Um, but I mean, it's it is dire, at least. I mean, the, you, you've heard me. I mean, I'm pretty pessimistic about the longer this goes on. The, really? The, you are? The, the, the harder it's going to be to get out from under, under and then the more the, the more pretense or the more um, rationale the left and the Democrats in Minnesota will have for, um, you know, hiking taxes, hiking fees, um, you know, get, getting more into your fucking shit, you know. So you gotta, we got to get this taken care of. we got to get it over with. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. So, we I mean, we do got we do have to get the state back open again. We just have to. So. so, yeah, they're going to show up at the governor's mansion at noon for three hours. Um, they want you to bring, probably they want you to bring, if you have your own signs, bring your own signs. Um, and uh, just, you know, don't be an asshole, obviously, if you're going to show up at something like this. But um, and if, if, you're, if you're like me, you're kind of fed up with the social distancing and the not wearing masks, where if I decided well, to go to this. Well, because you're a hugger. 
Yeah. I mean, if I decided to go to this, I wouldn't. I'd show up without a mask. And but if there are people there with masks, I'm not gonna make fun of them. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, crowd people. If there's people, you know, I'm not gonna dismiss their, you know, concerns about the disease, you know. Um, but if they if they want us to stay in cars and do whatever, sure, I guess. But I mean. What do you think is going to happen if you get uh, enough people there? Like they say, it's going to be pretty hard to social distance at that point. Don't you think? I think so. So what's I, – I have no idea what the um, what to expect. Well, and the cops and the, the state patrol are going to show up to this and, you know, they're going to – They're going to tell, tell you to disperse? disperse. Yeah, right. they're going to do that. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's going to be a bunch of that, but it's uh, – I don't know. I think it's worth going. Yeah, look, if you if you believe that this is just kind of like a test run for how much they can get away with, don't let them get away with it. And I don't think it is. I think this is just people who think they are they are telling lesser people what's good for them. You know. Well, either way, if you think yeah. if you believe uh, if you less conspiratorial like Rooster, you st- it's still important to show up to something like this if you've got you know the time and if you've got you know, the inclination to do it, or if you believe like me that this, if there's more nefarious shit behind this, that's, it's more and more nefarious every day, then yeah, you really have a reason to show up with something like this. Yeah. Regardless, um, it's worth going and supporting if you can. Um, all right. Do you know Chris Cuomo hates his job? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He was, uh, he was being interviewed. I don't know what show it was on. And he was saying, Words to the effect of he really hates this whole thing about how they're become they're not really doing reporting they're just having panels and discussing things and that's not really what he got in there for and it's kind of a waste of his time and blah 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 uh, and then he immediately walked it back the next day. Well, yeah, his boyfriend Don Lamont probably uh, called him up and said, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm one of those guys." I don't think it was his boyfriend. Do you hate me? I think it was his bosses at CNN who said, "Hey, shut up." So he comes back the next day and goes, "Never said it, never meant it." And, uh, you know, it's like uh, Stephen Crowder was saying, does he not know how recording equipment works? And, you know, I get part of what... They're used to being able to to run the narrative and suppress what they don't want out there. They're used to it. And they're not used to people being so so easily um, disproving them and getting the message out. Because before they had such a lock on all the information and how it gets out that they they got comfortable doing that. Well, something else Raven sent me. Uh, Do you ever read Ace of Spades? No, I don't want to. I've heard of him. Yeah, I don't want to get off on because it's a different subject for another time. But he sort of went after the New York Times uh, uh, holding the, or couching the Biden sex thing. Yeah. Uh, or the rape allegations. Anyway, um, he had someone in his comment section say, if you want to piss Trump off, lie about him. If you want to piss M- MSNBC off, quote them. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's a great That's thing. actually fucking true. And it's true. And that's what's happening in the Cuomo here. And I get, I mean, I get what he was saying, I believe. I think he's saying, hey, this whole having to carry water for one side versus the other, even though that may be where his leanings are, is getting old for him. But, but I he... think anybody at CNN's got to admit they are going out of their way to try and make Trump look bad. Doesn't he kind of contradict himself even when he's talking? Because I think I heard one of the quotes where he was like, you know, I hate the fact that we have to talk about the president or or everything's you know anti-whatever he says 
but he everything he says is wrong anyway. He like in yeah. one, one breath he contradicted himself. Well, and then he talks about he got into some incident with uh, somebody who was biking past on a he said some dummy on a fat or uh, some jackass on a fat bike fat tire bike going by told him he wasn't quarantining like he was supposed to be and was telling everybody else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he said uh, he said hey I'll find you or something like that. And Stephen Crowner pointed out. You say you don't like bullies, and you became a bully. He says you're the perfect example of a bully. You were picking on someone. You were punching down uh, to someone who's not even in the industry. And then the next day, your bosses said, hey, watch your mouth. And you went, okay. You know. Well, it's the same incident when someone called him Fredo. Yeah. And he, he's really upset. That he's going to throw somebody down the he's stairs. He's really upset that since he's um, in the public eye as, as a, as a you know, quote-unquote newsman, that he's got to be restrained. He's upset about that too. You, yeah. You heard part of part of what was like basically he wishes he didn't have the scrutiny so he could have punched that guy. Yeah. That's pretty much his attitude. He's all over the fucking place. I don't think he has any principles. I think he's starting to become a little unhinged. Like yeah. Like just too mad. Yeah. You know? So, well, I mean, if, if your best buddy is Don Lamon. Do you know he makes six million bucks a year? Who? Cuomo? Cuomo. Okay. How do you, how can you be mad at that point? <laughs> I know. Just take your money and shut up. And yeah. if you don't like it, then quit. Unless he hangs out with people that make a lot more and he can't afford to have his own private jet, then that, you know, it really makes him mad. So what? Life's hard. Yeah. You know, if if I made six million bucks in one year, and I understand it's going to get taxed, especially in New York, at about 60% after you add up federal and state and all Let that me stuff. guess. Hookers and blow. No. Oh. I could retire. One year, I could retire. That would leave me with two and a half million bucks. Yeah. Rest and of my life. And and blow. Well, I mean, you got to carve out some for that. Uh, you got something you want to transition here to? Or, uh, well, I, I have a bunch of stuff here, but I mentioned Joe Biden. Uh, I got sent a clip by uh, uh, from, I think it was around, it was mid-80s, Biden running for president. And it was just a clip on Twitter. And it was in this 15-second speech, 15 seconds, Biden goes, uh, I was uh, – I had a full academic scholarship to uh, to law school. Eh. Nope, he got a half half scholarship. Top half of my class. Eh. 76th of 85 at Syracuse Law School. Outstanding student in the poli sci department. Eh, eh. Not no, he wasn't. And he had three undergraduate degrees. Eh, eh. One. <laughs> this is 15 <laughs> seconds back in 1984. So he may around there. I don't know for sure. Um, but. The point is, he may be losing his marbles now. He might be. He might not be. But he was a fucking liar he's then. He's always been a fucking liar. And he's a fucking liar now. Maybe for different reasons now. Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't know anything. Maybe now he, he just he believes, believes it. his lies now. Yeah. He believes it. Yeah. So, um, then I just had a couple other things here. Okay. Uh, Vernon Jones is a state representative from Georgia, first elected black Democrat to officially back Trump. That's amazing. And so what did – and he said – hang on, I got it here. Um, no, it's – okay. He, uh, he says, uh, long a polarizing figure in uh, Georgia politics, Jones told the Atlantic Journal-Constitution that he views Trump as a transformative president whose policies have helped American – African-American voters, military veterans, and farmers – how dare he? 
Uh, quote, it's very simple to it's very simple to me. President Trump's handling of the economy, his support of historically black colleges and his criminal justice initiatives drew me to endorse his campaign, said Jones, who added that he has no immediate plans to switch parties. Wow. Uh, there are a lot of African-Americans who clearly see and appreciate uh, he's doing something that's never been done before, Jones said. When you look at the unemployment rates among black Americans before the pandemic, they were at historic lows. That's just a fact. State Democratic officials tried Tuesday to disown Jones, a former chief executive of DeKalb County, Georgia's biggest Democratic stronghold. State Senator Nakima Williams, the chairwoman of the state party, called him an embarrassment who doesn't reflect Georgia values because apparently he has a differing opinion. Yeah, she's a proud, strong black woman. She, yeah. Her opinion matters more than his. Never has that been clearer than this moment when he chose to stand with the racist president who has made <clears throat> bullshit, uh, has made an all-out assault on black Americans. Also bullshit. The fuck? Who how has, you, who has you... tried to whip, rip away American health care and who has failed our country in its greatest time of need. You know, I, I'm not getting... I'm Where can I get a massage in the in the uh, in the uh, the land of coronavirus nowadays? Because I'm, I'm I'm fucking tense listening to this shit. Uh, well, there's there's one down the hall from here, but you know walls closed her down mm-hmm. until May. So, uh, in a conference call uh, with the Atlantic Journal Constitution, Georgia's House Georgia House's top three Democratic leaders backed Rhonda Taylor, a community activist who challenged Jones in the June primary. House Minority Leader Bob Trammell said he's going to be – he's sending a check to her immediately. We're not sure what is on Vernon's mind. It's a, uh, antithetical to what we believe in, said State Rep. James Beverly, of uh, Make, a Democrat from Macon, the chairman of the party's House caucus. We can't support an ideology that's diametrically opposed to who we are and what we how, value. How? If you go by what Jones said he's going for, they are diametrically opposed to black people doing better. You can argue whether or – well, actually, it's hard to argue whether or not Trump has been for or against black people. If he's – like Larry Elder said of uh, Ronald Reagan, if he's out to get black people, he's doing, he's doing a bad job, job of it. Um, well, this guy is obviously internalizing white supremacy. Well, but what do, what do black people talk about a lot? The plantation mentality, that you're just doing what Massa tells you to do. Hmm. What is this? This is plantation mentality. This is you are going to do what we tell you to do. Yeah. And if you don't, we're going to whip you for it because that's what they're trying to do to him. Every year, the Democrats come out and they'll go to these precincts or, or they'll uh, you know, whisper sweet nothings in the ears of the black voter and then nothing gets better for them. And then all of a sudden, under Trump, he says he's going to do something and he fucking does it more than one thing. And and it's there's a there's an effect for it. How do they how do they. How do you square that circle? How do you make that? How do you, as on the left, do you counter that? I they seem to be comfortable doing it, like just blatantly lying or just saying gobbledygook phrases that don't mean anything, hoping that that makes them sound smart. I don't know what it is. You know what the problem is? Is when they come out so hard against these guys, especially if there are people who agree with him, who may have been Democrats or are just black in general and are pro-Trump. They're just galvanizing these people. They're making this guy a folk hero. You know, it would I be better so. to just say, that guy's crazy. Let's uh, run somebody else against him. But they're making this whole thing sort of like what the Democrats are doing to AOC for different reasons. I mean, they're backing uh, other candidates to get her out of there because she's fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, so I, I thought that was interesting. 
Um, and then the last one I have, and we'll get into your stuff, is uh, Trump defunding WHO. Yeah, you told me. I, I know he was talking about looking into the funding, but nope, is he, he really uh, going to do this? Because this would be – and here's the thing. I don't have any reason to think he wouldn't. Well, he's he's told his, uh, he's told his uh, administration to stop funding them Good. until they investigate this whole thing. Good. And we send, I think, $250 million a year to them. So I heard, uh, I wish I could remember who this doctor was. It, was. it was some immunologist along the lines of Fauci, wasn't him, who said, you know, instead of defunding them, I'd much rather say, just like we should with the UN, in my opinion, um, say, look, we don't, uh, we're not going to defund you, but we want to have a hell of a lot more say in who's running this place. I'm tired of these people, these know-nothing politicians from, you know, damn near third world countries. Um, and, you know, how dare I say that about e Ethiopia? But this Dr. Tedros, whatever, who's running WHO. I'm sorry, I just don't see Ethiopia as one of the world leaders in, you know, world health issues. And so why can't we get someone from a very highly developed first world country to run something like this, you know? Well, maybe Dana Perino was talking about this because I heard her mention that that in, on one of their segments that she said, yeah, we should not, you know, Greg Gutfeld probably said we need to get out of the WHO. And she said, well, I don't think we should get out of the WHO. I think we should um, be more involved in it and, and have more of a say. Maybe she was just quoting whatever somebody yeah, else was saying. But I heard her say that. Um, but that leader that, what's his name, the head of the, the WHO? Uh Dr. I, Tedros. Tedros, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's got ties to all kinds of shady shit. Uh, a lot of communist background history. And I don't him. think he's... I, the I latest say, leader of, of the, the one before him was an avowed communist. Yeah. I don't think he's a, a medical doctor. That's the thing. I don't think he's a, okay. a well, medical doctor. Yeah, he's, he's the director, and he was a top member of a violent Ethiopian uh, communist um, uh, political group. Get these fuckers out of there. Why Why is he the head? Why? Uh, yeah, he uh, left a terrorist organization. Yeah, so he was a director. He was a top member of a violent Ethiopian Communist Party, which was listed as a terrorist organization by the U.S. government. And we have him installed as the head of the WHO, which is an arm of the of the United Nations. Why are we why are we why are we putting up with this shit? And then we've got our fucking media playing him left and right as if he's somebody that we need to listen to as if he's an authority on any of this shit. He's been lying since fucking day one. He's in the fucking pocket of the communist Chinese. Well, and even if he's, let's just say he's not, okay? So let's say we keep the conspiracy part out of it. And there may be a very good reason to have it in there. I mean, he, he may be in there, in the communist pocket. But let's just say for sake of argument that he's not. Why are we having these people from these minor countries that are not scientifically advanced and no that's not a comment on africa i'd say the same thing about you know if you've got uh uh the president of moldova who wants to be here it, i don't care why do we have these people who are you know from these countries we're paying the most for the un and who and they continue to elect people to run them who don't like the United States. Fuck them. You know, have your World Health Organization. Fine. But we're going to stop paying when you keep putting people in there who don't care for the United States. 
as Trump said, why do we put people in there who vote against us all the time? Why? Well, part of it, part of it is honestly, a lot of these European countries that are part of the um, uh, part of the United Nations that should know better. Like you know, the, like if you go to if you talk about people in Sweden, we talked about this before, where they were tariff, they wouldn't, the Swedish officials wouldn't. Uh, confront or even um, admit that there was violent gangs of Muslim men that were um, assaulting women left and right, raping women. It was it was a, a pandemic of rape in right. Sweden. They wouldn't admit it. They wouldn't. It, it, um, Germany too. Happened. And when people would bring it up, they'd say, "No, no, no. That's you can't talk about that. That's we, that's racist." Um, it's like that. It, it's like that in the UN. A lot of these countries are either virtue signaling or they're terrified of being considered racist. It's as if they're being called Nazis. You know, they they can't have that. You know, that's it's it's such a weird mentality. I don't get it. Well, but you know, and before I get accused of, well, it's probably already too late of being racist because you know I mentioned African countries and I do. I you know the head of uh, who's who's the um, South American leader who loves Trump? Uh, Bol- Bolsonaro. Where's no, he from? Not Bolsonaro. Yeah, I think it's uh, what country is he from? I, off the top of my head, I can't think. If there was a country that was pro-U.S. Is it Brazil? I think it is. Yeah. If they were pro-U.S., like Brazil is, and they said, well, we're going to have the WHO leader from there. And I'd be fine with that because if we're going to spend all that money, I want somebody who's on with our agenda. Now, the left will probably say, well, that's corruption, paying to get what you want out of them. Okay, that's fine. I'll accept that argument, and then I'll say we shouldn't pay them anything because we certainly shouldn't pay – for an organization that is diametrically opposed to what we want. Well, and we went through all this fucking trouble to defeat the Red Scourge of communism. Uh, USSR, break it up. Yay. Now, all of a sudden, we're allowing China to be in control of fucking everything that that directly affects us? Were you going to call them the Yellow Scourge? You were, (laughs) weren't you? Yeah. But but this guy... he, he does nothing but reiterate Chinese um, state talking points. Right. He praises the fuck out of China. And, he said, and then, then he berates President Trump and he berates anybody that's, that has anything negative to say about China or calling it the Chinese flu and how that's just going to spread racism. It's like, yeah. it's like he's just so far up their fucking ass. Well, and I saw um, One Health uh, – or no, I think it was Buck Sexton talking about this. He said uh, that Buck, Ste- Buck Sexton is a former CIA agent, has a radio show now, and – I think it was him saying, you know, China's saying, nope, we only had uh, 59,000 cases and however many dead, and now it's over. And he goes, you know, we have satellite images of their country, right? We can see their crematoriums. We can see trucks going back and forth to them. And now there's a new suggestion. uh, And, I mean, these are, you know, probably from partisan groups that's saying China might have have had as many as 2.9 million cases. Yeah, they've got they've got a shitload of orders of body bags. They've got a shitload of orders of urns being shipped into the country. Yeah, and I know that there are people who say, "Hey, China hatched this and did it to us on purpose." Again, let's just say for a second that they weren't conspiratorial that way. The reason they held back on this was so that they could buy up all the PPEs. They knew this was going to be bad. Yeah, and they and, and the thing is, China. Here's me railing against the Chinese people again. Uh, is they already had a bunch of citizens, Chinese citizens, uh, seated throughout the Western world doing that, buying in bulk Western products to, to buy up off the shelves and send to China. Well, don't you have a video of this? There's a there's a, a thing that's been going on for quite a while in um, Australia. Uh, Australia, where uh, 
in China, there's a problem with powdered milk or baby formula that there there's been a contamination issue. So the what are the chances? Yeah. So the Australia has very high standards when it comes to that kind of stuff. So they produce these this formula that's got high standards, and so it's not going to be tainted. And so what these Chinese government has had is has incentivized their Chinese citizens to go and buy up as much of this shit as possible and send it to China. Um, and make a lot and of they make a profit it. off of it. So it's not like China's going, you do this or die or, or we'll kill your family. It's, it's, there's incentive to this too, financial incentive for them. But they're going and they're just raiding all these stores, taking everything off the shelves so that the citizens of the country or of the, of the town or whatever um, don't have it. So there's, there's Australian women, mothers, that have children on um, – formula formula and can't get it because all the stores are out and and there's a video of a guy that his sister um her child needs formula and has never hasn't been able to get it for weeks so he goes he knows why so he shows up at uh i don't know if it was a it was like a cost, costco store. or something a grocery store somewhere and he goes out there before they open it and there's chinese people lined up waiting to get in and what they do is they'll go in and he said this is this is not they started doing a limit on how much um um, formula that they that a person could take out. Right. So what they do is they show up in a big gang. They all go in there separately, buy their separate um, um, two batches or whatever they're allowed. Go to their car, put in their car, change their clothes, <laughs> go back into the store and get more. Are you saying that Chinese people all look the same? Well, I mean, to a white guy, yeah, just like to any other race, other races look the same. I That's... think that would actually prove that they don't. What? Because if somebody went and just changed their shirt, yeah, if they. Did all look the same? They wouldn't have to change their. Shape. Oh yeah, they, yeah. So yeah. Um, so stating that proves that you're not racist. So I went on a little tangent there, but but there there, there is Chinese people seated throughout the West, just ready to to take advantage of this, and they did. They've been buying all the masks. I mean, I'm sure they got all the toilet paper. <laughs> just kidding, but you know, it's kind of shit they pull. So yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not saying every Chinese person, and especially uh, like Americans of Chinese descent, that have stop winking. <laughs> That have been here. Let me try to get through this in a serious manner. That have been through this in uh, the faces Rooster's making at me. Uh, now I have to close my eyes to finish my thought, which I've been de just derailed again. And I'm not even drinking this time. Hmm. Damn it. Um, but, you know, Chinese people as a whole, um, if, if you have ties to the Chinese government, I'm going to look at you with suspicion. doesn't mean I'm going I'm, I'm to single you out for, for harassment or I'm going to, you know, not... Um, not sell you something if I have a product to sell or or I'm not going to buy something from you if you have a product to sell that I want, but I'm going to have more scrutiny to you and, and you should expect that and you should be okay with it. <laughs> and just, the way, just the way you looked at me. It's like, I might as well have ended that way, right? Yeah, you might as well. Look, my bigotry is well uh, well researched and well established, well established, well grounded. Yes, we all know about um, it. No, I, I, I would say that for... Um, you know, anybody where, where you've got citizens that either through coercion or just through indoctrination, um, you know, believe a certain, even if, if a religion, you know, Islam is a good example. If you're, if you're a hardcore Wahhabist Islamist and you believe in, um, you know, the, all the books of the Quran or the Quran and all the books of the, whatever the prophet, I don't even know what they're called. If you believe in that hardcore and you think there should be such a thing as Sharia law, but Gosh darn it, I'm an American citizen. I was born and raised here, and you, you can trust everything I do and, and say. It's like, no, you can't. Yeah, we don't trust our own government that much. So so I'll give you some 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 scrutiny, some extra scrutiny. Sorry, you're just going to have to expect it. 
Yeah. Not like I'm not like I'm kicking the shit out of you. It's not like I'm fucking berating you. It's not like I'm harassing you. It's not like I'm I'm infringing on your rights even. So fuck off. Yeah. Um, what Crow said. Yeah. The the. You oops, go, oops, girl. Sorry, I got a video here that just auto played here. I just like oh, might as well play it. Okay. So we're talking about with the overreach of you know governors the, and the mayors. government. And the government, whenever you know a crisis happens, this is a way to just either spend more of our money or, or gain more power over us, or both. Um, there's examples of that that we've shown, but the UK seems to be really stepping it up when it comes to infringing on rights. They're really taking this uh, social distancing and and uh, quarantining like seriously. So they're basically sending their cops out, you know, telling people to you know not not sunbathe at the beach or or there was a video of a guy where the police came up in his yard and said, yeah, the, the neighbors have been complaining. You've been out in your garden. He goes, yeah, I have. He goes, well, you can't do that. He goes, why? He goes, uh, we have a, a strict uh, lockdown. Uh, uh, um, you're not supposed to be out here. Stay in place. Stay in right? place, the virus. So, and he goes, he goes, it's my garden. And I'm he in goes, my yard. Yeah, and she goes, uh, and she said something about how the, the virus doesn't care or something like that. And I'm like, you guys are fucking crazy. I know. How is, explain to me, explain to me scientifically how that works. How is the virus going to get from his garden, you know, to the neighbors if he's out there in his garden? Listen, big brother knows best. Just do what you're told. So there's another one. They've been doing the snitching thing. They have a snitch line over there too, just like they have here where you can, you can rat out your, uh, your, you know, neighbors if you think they're uh, not social distancing or flouting the social distancing or the quarantine. Well, there were some neighbors at this apartment building that called him this guy because they thought he was having a party. As apartment, I think he must have had his music too loud or something. So, police showed up at his door and started pounding his door, and he wouldn't answer because, hey, social distancing, <laughs> you know, four cops. And so he finally starts recording as they break his door down. So this is about two minutes. Okay. I'll probably pause or skip ahead as we go. So this is right the moment after they bust down his door and start walking into his apartment. Guys, listen to us. Hello. We got a call, haven't we? Okay, so they're in his hallway. There's three cops that I can see in his hallway. None of them wearing masks and none of them wearing gloves. And she's got her hand out, one hand on her belt and one hand out. And she's like, you're in trouble here, mister, kind of thing. He's like, oh, what the fuck? Okay, here we go. Isn't she wearing a mask? No, okay. she's not wearing a mask. Social distancing, so I'm keeping yeah. the distance. Yeah, fuck off. Right, so we need to check the rooms and make sure nothing's going on. Stay away from me. What's your name? Don't matter. Yeah, so as she says we're social distancing, she starts house? walking towards him. And he has what to back up. What are you doing in my house? I have just explained to you. What are you doing I'm in my house? I just explained to you why we're here. We've had a call that was a disturbance, that's why we're here. Like, what, so you kicked me down? Should you have opened the you, door? No. Let me explain that to you. No, I told you why I wouldn't open the door is because of what is going around this virus right. now. Fuck off right. and get out of here. One time size Look at you. You and might have it. Fucking door. One time size bag. Everything's all right. Go away. Come on. Get yeah, they're, now they're walking through his apartment. He's backing away because they keep coming towards him. And now they're look, opening up doors, looking around his apartment. Yeah, yeah. One of them finally puts on a pair of blue gloves. So what you mean putting me door through for then? Fucking do one. You fucking pathetic. Get out of here. You've absolute disgrace. And you got nothing else to do. You put my fucking door through. I hope you're gonna fucking 
Have you got what are you going to fucking do to that? Have you got oh, to make shut your that? fucking mouth, you fucking brain dead cunt. Yes. And it goes on. He he strikes me as like a little angry about yeah, this whole thing. He's a little angry. And and the fact is that they finally end up leaving. It, there was nothing going on there. They finally end up leave, leaving. Don't mention anything about repairing his door. Don't give him any kind of uh, number to call or anything like, hey, you know, you know, yeah, we were wrong. We shouldn't have done this. Nope. You can fuck off. You can repair your own door. We And we can do whatever we want. Just remember that. We can not, this reminds me of the time when the woman was on the street complaining about... Um, there was a guy praying to Islam and she goes, you don't allow anybody to do any praying out in the street here. You don't allow any religious expression out here. This is a zone where we'll get a fine for doing that. So why are you allowing him to do that? She was talking to the police and the guy's like, I don't know. Here, you want to talk to my superior? She's like, sure. Superior comes and goes, what's your name to her? She's like, you don't need to know my name. I'm just asking, why is he allowed to pray there? And it was this real harassment thing. They found out who she was and they came to her house. They busted down her fucking door and arrested her. So that's what's happening in Britain. You want that to happen here? Well, first give, of all, give up more of your liberty. I think it's it's harder for that to happen here because we have a whole lot of people here who are like, yeah, we're not going for this. I saw a guy from New Zealand who was on YouTube talking about how um, New Zealanders have given up a ton of their rights, and it started with their shooting there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just like, no, we can't have guns. And he said, thank God there's an America, you know, a place where people just go, fuck you, come and get it. And it's, doesn't, it, doesn't it seem like there's more and more people that are willing to give up their rights? I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is I think the first people you have, and I said this all along, um, the first people you have who go, look, let's just be compliant, stay safe, you know, be at home, blah, blah, blah. Those tend to be people who are more trusting of the government, certainly have more stable jobs. They're not people who are in the physical economy. You know, they're not living check to check. Their company might have said, hey, we're going to reduce your pay 20%, but you need to stay home. And they sort of comply. And that goes on for a little while. And you start to get people who are like us who go, you know what? There's a there's a limit of this stuff I will put up with. And that's why I've said if we get to June 1st and Walls hasn't lifted this shit, we're going to have a problem. Because people are going to start, you know, showing up like they're going to do at the mansion on Friday. Yeah, it's going to start out as civil disobedience, but it'll mushroom out. If that that kind of civil disobedience can can turn ugly quick. Well, and you get look if you have a crowd of five hundred people there, and the cops start harassing them and everything, you need one person to be an idiot, just one, take a swing at a cop, do whatever. And, and, next and thing even you know, if, even it's if just going to blow up, and even if you're on the right and you believe, well, our our people are actually good, you know, we're the ones that clean up after ourselves at at rallies, we're, we're not going to start trouble. Yeah, but you know what? There are agitators that are there that might show up specifically to try to make you look bad. That happens. Absolutely, you have these these infiltrators, and it's been proven that not even people from the just the left going, I, I want to make these guys look bad. Um, there's been like people from the government doing this. Well, it's like when they had their. Um they're blockading of the precinct here after the uh, Jamar Clark shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple of guys from, I can't remember, I thought they were from like North Dakota, like two or three of them came by and they shot at some people. And they were conservative gun-owning guys. Yeah, they just wanted to start some shit. Just wanted to start some, they admit, they said, we wanted to start some racial shit. Yeah. You know, there's those idiots out there too. So you got to be careful with all this stuff, but... I, I think there's only going to be so much people are going to put up with it. It's not going to last too long. And, you know, Tim Poole mentioned this in one of his videos recently about, um, he said, so, you know, food shelves are seeing three times the amount of people they normally see. 
food shelves are going to run out of money, you know. And I think he's a little panicky when it comes to this, you know, the... I run out of donations. We're going to run out of the meat supply because a couple of these large pork producers have closed down because of coronavirus. Yeah, they can't process. Yeah. We got plenty of food, people. We're going to be fine. But if you are someone who lives sort of check to check, even if they're not collecting your rent, even if they're not throwing you out because that they're not shutting off your power, that let's just say all the bills you have to pay, they're saying you don't have to pay them right now. We'll settle that shit in August or September. You still need money to buy food, you know? And if you're not able to buy food, you're going to the food shelf. And if all of a sudden the food shelf doesn't have any food, what are you going to do? You're going to see people causing lots of problems. And it's not going to be civil disobedience. It's going to be runs on convenience stores and grocery stores and things like that, just people busting in and taking stuff. Because they got people to feed, you know? Yeah. And so you can't just let this keep going. And now we're starting to see that, we mentioned this last time, uh, hospital workers are starting to get laid off. And they're going, how can you lay them off in a pandemic? Well, they're not, you know, ER docs and stuff like that. They're not working in the NICU. They work for uh, the plastic surgeon who goes, I'm not booking any business. Yep. So you got to go. But, and they sh- but they sure have time to put out these TikTok videos, don't they? I know. <laughs> so, you know, hospitals get by on non-elective surgery or on elective surgeries. They don't make a ton of money doing emergency surgery and stuff like that. So when you've gotten rid of all the uh, elective procedures, the hospital's not making money on that, and they start having to send workers home. Yeah, speaking of that, elective procedures, you know, my eyes have been going bad kind of, you know, rapidly, getting worse and worse. Um, We are old. Finally, I finally decided, you know, I better do something about this. This It's kind of happening faster than seems normal, right? Maybe I've got some macular degeneration or something going on here. I should get it checked out. And I've been like... Successive masturbation. I committed myself to it. uh, Like before this happened, I'm like, yeah, that's the next thing I'm doing. I'm going and get my eyes checked. Well, now I can't. Now, what if it turns out I have something that's kind of serious that the sooner you check get get it checked out, the better. But I haven't been able to for four weeks now. You know why you go blind? (laughs) It's like the same reason my hand, my palms are hairy. Yeah, you better dial that back. <laughs> All right. Eight times a day is excessive. So. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about here? Uh, no, I think uh, we probably ran long again, but uh, appreciate people we did, sticking with us. We did have something about uh, an inmate that was released over the coronavirus fears that we wanted to talk about real quick. Oh, yeah, sure. So this was April 15th from the Daily Wire. Uh, Florida law enforcement officials say that a man who had been arrested in March on drug charges and subsequently released from prison due to fears over the coronavirus committed a murder the day after he was released from prison. And whoever did this, released him, was such an anus wad. From the creative swearing book. (laughs) So according to Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, deputies arrested 26-year-old Joseph Edward Williams for a homicide that happened in Tampa, Florida. He's facing a secondary murder charge along with resisting an officer of violence with violence, felon in possession of firearm, possession of heroin, and possession of drug paraphernalia. Well, isn't that stuff illegal? You know what else happens? You know what else happens in Tampa? Tiger King. (laughs) Yeah, he was arrested on March 13th on drug charges. Was more than 100 inmates that were released from the Hillsborough County Detention Facility due to fear that the coronavirus would be spreading throughout the prison population. So, uh, yeah. So turn them loose in public is what they're saying. So if you can only save one life, though. If you could just save one life. Oh, God, I want to punch you. If you could save one murderous hate, prisoner's life. I hate it'd be worth that it. anybody who makes that argument should be slapped. Yeah. 
Well, you know, you, you save, you may have saved the life of a of a, a, a convict, a felon. You might have saved their life from Corona, but uh, you went you, out and killed a family. Went out, yeah, went out and <laughs> got somebody murdered, an innocent person murdered. Good, good on you. Fuck you. I just, I don't understand the mentality that says you have to stay in your home and you can get arrested for going outside. And guess what? You're going to need an immunity card to show that you're not infectious. But uh, you know, asking to uh, asking for dri- a driver's license when you vote is disenfranchised. Yeah. You can't square those yeah. two things. You just can't. Oh, listen to this. So deputy said the victim was found injured in the street and he later died in the hospital. In announcing William's arrest, which happened on Monday, Sheriff Chad Cronister said, There is no question Joseph Williams took advantage of this health emergency to commit crimes while he was out of jail, awaiting resolution of a low-level nonviolent offense. Every murder, every violent crime, especially those involving a gun, is a sickening example of the worst of our community, especially the time our community is working relentlessly to fight against the spread of deadly COVID-19. That, that's such a dumb fucking thing for him to say. Um, the 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 low-level nonviolent offense, and, and they're kind of, kind of justifying what they did. A lot of these fuckers that get sent in jail or, or whatever, they pled down from something even worse. So this, this nonviolent drug offense that they pled to probably was like a lesser offense in order to just get them through the system say hey we'll give you this you'll get less time you know yeah you participated in the murder but you weren't the guy that pulled the trigger you weren't right. the baseball bat that brained him but you kicked him in the fucking teeth but you know and we'll, you had we'll, to, you had a trunk full of drugs we'll put that aside and we'll just charge in the drugs that's what half of the shit is or more than half probably is pled down from something more serious and you're oh they're non-violent drug offenders that's the charges that they ended up with but that's not what they what they're you know. Well, and that's the other thing that I'm, pisses me off. Too. I'm all for not having people in jail for uh, nonviolent drug offenses. You get caught with a bag of weed. I don't care if it's a big bag of it. You know, so what? Yeah. You shouldn't be thrown in there. You know, and that would also eliminate some of these violent criminals pleading down to drug cases. You know, let's prosecute people for what they did, and if it's a crime against themselves, you know, sm- having a bag of weed to smoke just. Don't even put them in prison. Yeah. You know, but instead of so, pleading down to the drug charge, then they should say, okay, if they want an incentive to get the trial over with, then say, you know, we'll, uh, we'll give you, um, fried chicken for, for lunch every oh, Wednesday. Oh, I see what you did you there. Can have, you can have a bowl I of Cheerios, uh, every other day instead of the Why gruel. didn't you just say watermelon too, you bigot? Well, I like both of them. I like watermelon and fried chicken. <laughs> Something wrong with that? Well, you do identify as a black woman. Well, not recently. <laughs> yeah. You'll be back to that. I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll circle around to it. Well, there was, a, I saw it on the ABC News last night. Um, there's a sheriff in California, can't, I wish I could remember where it was, is releasing a bunch of criminals and telling the local neighborhood, hey, watch out because we're releasing a bunch of these people. And I couldn't tell what side of this he was on because either he was a liberal saying, hey, we're going to release them, or he's a conservative because he said, well, we're going to we're going to see what happens now. Yeah. And he mentioned, you know, you can't buy a gun, but uh, good luck out there. Ooh. And I thought, man, if that's that's a hell of a way to prove a point. Yeah. But he did mention something about the state's not letting you buy guns right now, but uh, we're going to release these criminals. Wow. And so I, it almost looked like he just went, I'm washing my hands of this whole thing. Yeah. So. All right. Well, if uh, you want to get a hold of us, email us rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And uh, please go to our Facebook page and SoundCloud. Uh, it's Bread and Circuses Podcast. Like, share, do all that stuff. And don't forget to rate us. We need them on iTunes. See you, Mike.